Welcome to What Do You Think I'm Al? And I'm Sam. And today we are reviewing what has been called the final chapter of the DC Extended Universe. And then followed by two more chapters of Blue Beetle and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Well, that's what it, that's what always happens with these, honestly. It's like when they... So, you know, X-Men Dark Phoenix was supposed to be the last thing. And then, like, two more things came out. So there was Dark, that. Dark Phoenix was the last one, wasn't it? No, after that was, like, the one that was the horror one with the... Oh, yeah, and Deadpool. And Deadpool, yeah. Yep. So yeah, uh, it just yeah. the, there's always there's like an official like company sanctioned conclusion, and then there's like, oh, but we already made these, so we need to release them. <laughs> like they need to be released now because we need we we spend a lot of money, and so we need the money. And and the movie we're talking about, folks, is the Flash, the the very much delayed Flash, and very much typed by DC exclusively. Uh, yeah, movie. No, that no. was a weird sensation to witness. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have talked about the history of the DC Extended Universe extensively yes. with Black Adam, Shazam. Uh, two. two. Uh, did, was there any other DC movies that we reviewed for this podcast? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Okay. Okay. So, so no need to get all into that. I thought no. what we would get into is... Just the absolute clusterfuck that has been trying to get this Flash movie off the ground. Oh, my God. It is. We have talked. You and I specifically have talked about this. And the reason why we keep bringing it up is we see a movie we like and we're like, oh, yeah, they turned down the Flash recently. Like, oh, yeah, a lot of people do that. Like, yeah. So so many people were turning this down. Yeah. So, folks, let's flashback to 20. Flashback. Very funny. (laughs) <laughs> Let's flash back to 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zack Snyder has just announced Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. The ben hype Affleck, is real, folks. Batman has been cast, played by Ben Affleck. <laughs> some months later, it some months later, it's announced Gal Gadot from the Fast and the Furious franchise. Israeli actress has been cast as Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. And then we hear that uh, Ezra Miller from who I knew from. We need to talk about Kevin. That's where I knew from him, too. It's like, yeah, that's where I first saw him. And where everyone else in the world knew him from uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower Mm -hmm. has been cast as The Flash. And everyone's like. Wait, what? Everyone was da fuck when when people literally like, why, why, why is he the Flash? Why is he? First of all, why? First of all, why is a is a brunette playing famously blonde Barry Allen? Mm-hmm. No one knew how to answer that. Uh, no. Then people got gobsmacked when they heard that uh, Jason Momoa was playing Aquaman. Then people mm-hmm. kind of forgot about Ezra Miller as the Flash, um, and then immediately after. Uh, DC announced a slate of movies. Uh, so you know how Marvel, the way they would do is that they would do these big, like Comic Con type presentations, mm-hmm. announcing their slate of their oncoming movies. DC didn't do that. Warner Brothers actually just had a conference call with their investors, mm-hmm. and they like publicly released the list of the movies they were going to release. This was like back in 2015, and it was basically that 
Uh, it's honestly how they've always for DCEU stuff. It's always how they've done it. Like they just did it recently. Yeah. Where, like James Gunn just tweeted out, "Here's what we're making next." It's like, well, 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 yeah. But it it was really unusual because everyone was like, "Okay, uh, they're introducing a bunch of superheroes. What's their plan?" Their plan was Justice League Part One in 2017, Justice League Part Two in 2020, uh, The Flash in 2018, Aquaman in 2018. Uh, the Batman sometime in 2017 or no Wonder Woman in 2017, the, the Aquaman in 2019, the Batman in 2018 and uh, cyborg in 2020 and Green Lantern Corps in 2021 or 2022. It was a that, lot of shit. It was a lot of shit. And people were like, were people were like, uh, okay, I guess. Cool. Um, and then, you know, Immediately, you know, Patty Jenkins signed on to do Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. James Wan signed on to do Aquaman. And then uh, Lord and Miller signed on to write The Flash. And people people were just waiting for the other shoe to drop for it to be that they were going to direct The Flash. That never happened. No. At all. And he wasn't what, even he wasn't even offered, I don't think. They weren't Lord and Miller. The oh, guys. sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yep. Sorry, they were not offered. I know the two. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. So, from for from twenty fifth from twenty fifteen to like twenty. Wait, didn't they didn't they not direct because of Solo? Isn't that why that happened? Yeah, that's why they didn't direct. Which is hell. Which is beautifully ironic, seeing as that they were kicked off of Solo. All right. So from. 2015 ish till 2019 2020 there was literally a revolving door of writers and directors signing on to do the flash and then dropping off i'm just going to give a very quick list yes uh chris mill phil lord and chris miller were writing it they never got to direct it because uh kathleen kennedy would not let them do that when they dropped off uh seth graham smith novelist known for writing uh, uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies had directed some television here and there had signed on to write and direct as his literally his movie debut like not even an indie film it was going to be a big blockbuster and that raised a lot of ire on the internet because they were like why is this guy who who's never done any filmmaking before is getting a chance to do it versus all these women filmmakers, all these minority filmmakers, they raised the ruckus so much so that he dropped out. The rumor was that uh, Walt, that the the Warner Brothers folks had begged the Safdie brothers to direct mm -hmm. this. And the Safdie brothers said, fuck no. <laughs> they, they were not interested. Also, notable director, um, I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm going to butcher the name. Rick Fukuyama? Rick Yep, Rick Fumiyama, Fuki, Fumuyama. Ah, yes, I think. That, I'm so sorry, sir. Yes, he, he was, directed Dope. Yes, and he also directed um, a, a pretty interesting movie called Talk to Me that came out in 2007 about a very known uh, radio host in the like late 70s and early 80s. He also famously has directed all the Bill Burr episodes of The Mandalorian. Yes, he has, um, and. He apparently, uh, he, he, well, yeah, they're great episodes. Um, 
but he's he's a very talented director. He was actually he it was on his IMDb for a while, and he intended to do it. I'm not quite sure what happened though. In that case, I guess he just dropped off. Yeah, so he dropped off. Uh, he dropped off. The only thing he brought into it was that he 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 recommended uh, he he recommended Kersey Clemens as Iris to Zack Snyder while he was shooting uh, Justice League. Oh, interesting. And, okay. Yeah, so that was that was really the the one that thing that makes sense because she's really good in dope. So that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and uh, and the other thing was that he had told Ray Fisher while they were shooting justice league that he was going to be in the flash. Um, mm-hmm. so, so that was kind of the, the, the things he, he still had in mind. Uh, all right. So in 2018, he drops out. Ezra Miller can't shoot because he has to do fantastic beast Two, which really and truly the reason there was a revolving door of directors wasn't just creative differences. It was also because Ezra Miller just kept doing these God awful Fantastic Beast movies, that and, they kept ha- and there were uh, some personal situations going on with Ezra Miller as well. Well, that that came later. Oh, that's true. That came out after the. Uh, yeah, uh, you're right. That came later. All right. It so didn't they, help. It didn't yeah. help. So after after Famuyiwa dropped off, uh, they offered it to Robert Zemeckis. They offered it to Matthew Vaughn. They offered it to Mark Webb, Sam Raimi, Jordan Peele famously turned it down. He's like, I have no interest. Ben Affleck, who had just dropped out of doing the Batman, they said, well, will you do this instead? And he said, no, I won't. <laughs> no one wanted it. And yeah. it was like, except for Rick, like uh, no one really wanted it. Then they finally offer it to, to John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, who had just come off a really hot comedy called Game Night. They offered yes. it to them. They said, hey, you guys did a great job writing spider-man homecoming would you do this and they're like yeah so they started writing the script and they were getting ready to direct uh get guess what happened again uh uh they they were going to shoot in 2019 uh ezra miller was like it got delayed or ezra miller got delayed because of the third fantastic beast movie Mm. and then warner brothers was thinking about dropping the film and then Ezra Miller was not very satisfied with the script that John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein wrote. And he teamed up with Grant Morrison to write his version of the script. Uh, basically, he didn't like the directors. The directors didn't like him. And eventually, you know, Shocker. eventually they decided like they were going to leave the project wholesale. They leave the project. Now it's early 2020. Um, and Warner Brothers, you know, just having finished working on it with uh, Andy Machete, uh, was that her person? Machete, yeah, Machete. They said, "Hey, we like what you did on it. Would you please, please, please direct this uh, Flash movie that just got thrown upside down because Ezra Miller? We finally locked the directors, and Ezra Miller got into an argument with them, and now they dropped out." And he, he said yes, as long as his sister would help produce it. And here we are. They get ready to start shooting it. The pandemic happens. Uh, and also around this time, Walter Himada has taken control of the DC section of Warner Brothers. And Walter Himada had some interesting ideas. 
Walter Mata basically was like, you know, that Henry Cavill is a prick. I don't want him to be Superman anymore. You know, uh, Ben Affleck doesn't want to be Batman anymore. We need to find a new Batman. And, uh, you know, you guys are doing this stuff with time travel. So this is going to be the movie where we're going to change things about Batman and Superman, even though this is a Flash movie. So the idea became that they were going to use the Flash movie as a vehicle to set up a new Kryptonian in the in the way of Supergirl. And and I know this sounds crazy. They were going to replace the Ben Affleck Batman with the Michael Keaton Batman. That's exactly what they were going to do. That, that's exactly what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> uh, and uh, you would think to yourself, like, why do this in a Flash movie? Well, because uh, there was a very famous uh, comic book line that came out in 2010, 2011 called Flashpoint, where the Flash travels in the past to stop his mom from being murdered, succeeds. But when he comes to the future, everything is fucked up. Everything has changed. And it's a pretty highly revered uh, comic line, I think. Yeah, yeah. And what people forget was that even though what he does is that he goes back into the past, like undoes the the thing that prevents his mom from dying and goes back to the the present day, something – so basically DC Comics used that line to basically launch an easier continuity called – what was it called? Was it called DC Rebirth or something? Um, where, I don't know, but where maybe. basically, basically they streamlined the comics. Uh, they made this Superman, happens every so often. They, they, they made things. they made Superman younger. They made him date Wonder Woman. Mm. Uh, they made uh, they they kind of made Bruce Wayne a younger Batman, even though he had all his Robins. It, it, it was a way to kind of reboot the con- the continuity, and so yeah, it allowed. It also brought like Aquaman back to life. Yada 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 yada. And when Walter Hamada heard about that, he said, "Okay, we're going to use the Flash. We're going to make Flash into Flashpoint, and then when he come, he's going to change some things so that we can justify why there's a new Batman and why it's Supergirl instead of Superman." That was the idea, right? Right. Okay. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when they finally, you know, the pandemic happens, and when the pandemic happens, um. AT&T decides, like I said before, AT&T sold Warner Brothers to Discovery. Now there's a new there's a new chief in town. Uh, David Zaslav, that's a new chief in town. And he wants he wants new management overseeing the DC, the DC franchise. And while all this is happening, while all this is happening, uh, the rock goes over Walter Hamada's head and demands that Henry Cavill be brought back as Superman because he wants to fight Superman. Uh, Originally, The Flash was supposed to come out in 2021, I think, and Aquaman was supposed to come out later. So James Wan had shot Batman scenes with Aquaman with Michael Keaton. Mm -hmm. Um, And Batgirl was being shot with Michael Keaton as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole fun time. Yeah. Uh, so I'd love to get a hold of that raw footage. That'd just be funny. So essentially what happened was that uh, 
<laughs> essentially what happened was that the flash gets delayed because of COVID and all the visual effects. So now the flash is going to come out after Aquaman. So James mm -hmm. Wan has to beg Ben Affleck to be Batman one more time for, for his Aquaman movie so that it'll make sense that Michael Keaton so so that when so so basically that he's still Batman at the beginning of the Flash, but then it's Michael Keaton, right? So mm -hmm. Ben Affleck, they even made a big announcement that Ben Affleck was gonna play Batman one more time in Aquaman. Yada yada, people were excited. Mm -hmm. Uh Walter Hamada is pissed that the big that ATT is like, yeah, or that Zoslov's like, yeah, 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 let's uh let's bring Henry Cavill back as Superman. So they shoot a they shoot a post credit scene with with Henry Cavill as Superman um and you know things are pretty chaotic it's it's, it's a mess like oh, I, oh and, and then I stopped and then, paying attention for a minute and then, and then and then David Zaslav is like you know I need to save money on taxes so we're canning Batgirl and that was god that was, yeah, <laughs> okay that was uh, a fucking oh oh fun and, time. And, and and again all this is happening uh, Ray Fisher still really mad at Warner Brothers because they kind of let Joss Whedon treat him like shit in the movie. Uh, uh, Wonder Woman 1984 came out and was panned by it. Nobody liked it. It yeah. was chaotic. Yeah. Uh, David Zaslav loses his mind and he's like, I need to find someone to control all this. So he hires after trying to find every big producer in Hollywood. He lands on Peter Safran and James Gunn. And he's like, on his knees goes like please please for the love of god control get this, this shit under control get this shit under control and they agree and they agree all right they agree uh the first thing they do is say you know what the rock is wrong henry cavill's too old to be superman now we're getting a new superman uh we're getting a new superman uh we're going to release blue beetle in theaters uh we're going to reshoot aquaman so much that now that's again going to be released after the flash mm -hmm. and uh, the flash. We're going to retool to make it kind of like the final entry of the DC extended universe. Mm -hmm. And that's where we are now. Um, so yeah, that's, and that's, a, as that's as fast trailer, as I could. Yeah. That's as fast as I could have said it. And as the trailer for the flash is coming out, you have James Gunn and random people being paid by DC claiming such shocking things as this is the greatest superhero movie ever made and saying things like it's someone said like there was some guy that said this is better than the Dark Knight to which I say this is either the greatest thing since sliced bread or something's very wrong here. Like, we're going to okay. get only one or the other. Okay. That's what I thought at the time. Okay. They paid Tom Cruise to say that this was the best superhero movie he'd ever seen. I I was wondering about that. And I didn't know that he, that's the one. I didn't know he's the one that said that, but okay. When James Gunn says that that's one, this is one of his favorite superhero movies, I'm like, dude, you're such a good company, man. You really, really <laughs> are. Yeah. Um, but something I want to get into before we watch the trailer and give our review. Mm -hmm. James so basically everyone agreed that the moment the moment uh, Walter Hamada didn't want Henry Cavill anymore and the moment Ben Affleck didn't want to be Batman anymore because of personal reasons in his life that they were going to use the flash to do time travel bullshit to explain mm -hmm. new faces yeah. uh, to rewrite those, whatever to, they to, to explain do whatever they want to to explain the new faces with those capes that was the mm -hmm. idea 
And, you know, the idea kept being like they kept doing research every time they were trying to decide who the new face was going to be. And then eventually when James Gunn gets hired, he's like, yes, this is the still idea. But instead, it's going to basically totally just reboot the universe. Right. Mm -hmm. That's how he was selling it. And there was a risk to that. The risk being that if you're literally telling people, hey, we're ending this universe and this movie is basically just going to be us erasing everything that most audiences would be like, then why would I want to see that? Why would I want to? I'll just wait for the new stuff. If this is just if this is literally like a dead man walking, why, why would I want to watch this? And yeah. listen, we're shooting this. Or we're, shooting, we're recording this. No, we're shooting uh, this. We're, we're recording this. Uh couple week or like a week after its release and we suffice, have we have live sometimes we have live sometimes suffice to say that it's not making the money warner brothers wanted it to make it's warner brothers a, was banking nope. warner brothers was banking on this being their biggest hit of the year and instead it might be their biggest bomb can i let me rephrase that warner's warner brothers was banking on this being the big blockbuster period of the year of the summer, yeah, of yeah, the yeah. the summer. They were saying, this is going to make the most money out of any movie in the year. And, and it's like, bombing. It's it's a bombing. It's 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 definitely bombing. And listen, some people have... So something I don't feel like we need to mention on this podcast, if you feel like you want to know, there's entire articles on the internet about it. Ezra Miller kind of went crazy these past couple years. If yeah. you want to look into that, go ahead. Have fun. Have He's, fun. Turns That's, out it's not. We need to talk about Kevin. We need to talk about Ezra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if you want to look out. up, if you want to look, and some people think that his his behavior has caused uh, people to not want to watch this movie. Um, some people have brought up that the because, and if this is if this is what actually caused it, it'll be a great irony. Warner Brothers to hype up the movie just started like banking billing these like uh free screenings like these free uh pre-screenings like all throughout the spring like really yeah like if you went on the internet people would be like yeah i saw the movie yeah i saw the movie yeah i got to see a a pre-screen or like a a pre-release screening and some people are theorizing that they did so many of these screenings that nobody who was interested in seeing the movie anymore would would see the movie because they already saw it yeah um so some people say that that might be causing it uh Others have said that it, it really just is that knowing that it's it's the end, that they're just going to wait for Superman Legacy that mm-hmm. James Gunn is working on right now. Um, there are many, many reasons why people are saying this is bombing, but it cannot be denied that it is bombing. Yeah, it's 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 not doing well. Um, and and it, it, yeah. it's it's bombing so bad that Andy Andy Machete got announced as the new Batman director for James Gunn's new universe. And immediately people were like, no, no. fire him because fire him now <laughs> because, because this is a big bomb. But you know, I, I think, I think, I think James Gunn having been on the other end of an internet mob, he's probably going to stick to his guns and keep Andy Machete as a, as the brave and the bold director. The, the thing with that, I would say, is that Andy Machete is now proving himself, with this movie specifically, to really be a director that loves to engage with his audience, and sometimes that's not a great thing. And we'll get into that a little bit later. I would say, um, 
I I have for obvious reasons I've never seen it, but I have seen Mama, and mm-hmm. Mama was one of those better horror movies. Those one of the better mid budget horror movies that came out in recent memory. If I can speak to it, then the part it part one is exactly what everything the it film needed to be it part two did severely lack but part one understood exactly what it needed to be and nailed it a plus so i'll yeah. say that yeah um so so yeah so the flash was supposed to release in july 1st 2022 uh and and uh uh aquaman was supposed to release in december 2022 or aquaman 2 for the record yeah aquaman 2 and then when 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 Flash got pushed to the summer of 2023, like I said earlier, they had to reshoot all the war, all the Bruce Wayne stuff with Ben Affleck in order to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ironically, Aquaman got pushed back a whole year because apparently that movie that movie's a real clusterfuck. But really, yeah, that's what they're saying. But anyway, so the DCEU. C and I have said so much about this universe. <laughs> yeah, We've said so much. It's, it's been listen. When your best movie is Shazam, the, the, something something's happening. <laughs> but hey, yeah, it is listen, it is their best movie. Yeah, li- listen. I'll just say this. I think, and I'll get deeper into it in my complaints and my rants about this movie. Mm-hmm. But at this point, if James Gunn is serious about trying to make quality a quality cinematic universe he really needs to just just he he, he needs to throw he needs to throw the baby start and the bathroom yeah. start over just yeah. just just listen chicago is burned to the ground rebuild there's no saving this, <laughs> this is not, listen look at the end of the day you have two arguably great superhero movies that you've gotten out of this everything else there is an argument to be made for why it's a problem yeah. I, listen, at the end of the day, I really enjoyed Justice League, the Snyder Cut. I did. I liked it. Um, I have been told by you that Batman v Superman director's cut is good, but the theatrical cut was not good. It just doesn't it's, make sense. It doesn't make sense. Um, so you have two good movies, Shazam and Wonder Woman, and a sea of okay to mediocre to bad stuff. Which is really upsetting because it's like DC as a com- it, as a f- comic franchise has far more potential than Marvel does, I would argue. But it's being it's it's this DC EU wastes it in such an upsetting way. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I yeah, it just uh, we'll we'll get into deeper in this. Well, I, I, I have to ask, is the Batman part of this or no? Is it separate entirely? No, the Batman is separate. The, so so they've been I was about very, to say that's been they, a, yeah. They've been very very clear. The Batman and the Joker are their own things. They're they're the they, Els worlds. They, they are not connected in any way. They're the Els worlds uh, 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 films. What are they called? Els Else worlds. Oh, else world. Oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're. I was about to say like, yeah, they've really made sure that these films don't. Those are like. Isn't it? Isn't it kind of? Isn't it kind of fucked up that of this new era of DC movies, they're they're two most critically acclaimed. Like like the stuff that's gotten Oscar considerations mm-hmm. <laughs> are the else world stuff. Like like we got. We got an Oscar. We got an Oscar-winning Joker performance. Oh, is it in your main continuity? No, it's Elseworlds. No. It's definitely not in the main continuity. We oh, don't we, talk about we that. We got, we we've got like 
some of the best reviews for our Batman film. Is it in your main continuity? No, it's Elseworlds. <laughs> well, so, you know what's going to happen? I, I hear, I, I'm going to make a prediction on this podcast. James Gunn is not going to succeed in rebuilding the DCEU, but the Elseworld films are going to slowly build over time to the point where but, eventually that becomes the new DCEU. Be, be, but, but see, the thing is, James Gunn has said he's starting... This is what he said. He says he's not continuing the DCEU. Mm-hmm. He's building the DCU. But here's the problem. <laughs> Here, here's the problem. Okay. He said... There'll be some people recasted. There'll be some who aren't. And to me, that's a problem. That is a, okay, well, yeah. So how that about this? That is a problem, yes. How about, how about we watch the trailer, Yeah. give our thoughts on, on The Flash, and then we rant about this whole, this, ten, this 10 years of DCEU. This decade-long clusterfuck. Yeah. Tell me something. You can go anywhere. Another timeline. Another universe. So why do you want to stay and fight to save this one? Because this is the world where my mom lives. I'm not going to lose her again. Time has a pattern that it can't help reliving. Different people, different worlds, drawn to each other like magnets. My face. So my face. If you were to go into the past, you have no idea what the consequences can be. Bruce, I could fix things. You could also destroy everything. This can't be happening. I completely broke the universe. Sorry. We've been waiting for you. I created a world with no metahumans. And now there's no one to defend us. Want some help? Kids are going to want to see this. So, listen. I'm 
I'm I'm an older millennial. As am I. What I mean by this is that <laughs> I grew up. The very first live action Batman I ever saw was Michael Keaton. Oh, same, same. Let's be clear. For most of us, that was our first Batman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Keaton, and you know. You ever dance with the devil in the moonlight? That, I mean, come on. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Oh. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think it should be said that I, I really do think that Walter Hamada, whoever came up with the eight. So, so the original idea was that Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dean Morgan was going to be the, the alternate Batman. Like in Flashpoint, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the comic book, it's it's Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne's dad, who's the Batman mm-hmm. in, in, in the Flashpoint uh, saga. Uh, and he even said Jeffrey D. Morgan even said, like, yeah, no, I'm my agents telling me that it's going to be a done thing. It's it's going to be it's going to happen. And then mm-hmm. literally it's announced that, like, no, 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 the, the, the Batman in this movie is going to be Michael Keaton. And. I am very, very sure that whoever came up with this idea heard what was going to happen in Spider-Man uh, uh, No Way Home and was like, okay, okay, we need to do that in this movie, but mm. we don't have any legacy flashes. Make it happen. We have legacy Batmans. Oh, Get- uh, regarding legacy flashes, they have a weird thing they do, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, so, so get Michael Keaton and... Michael Keaton has always been like, especially after he did Spider-Man Homecoming, he always said like, no, I'd, I'd like to give it another go around. Like he even mentioned that, like he knew, like I wear the suit. I'm going to knock it out of the fucking park because I'm Batman. And uh, Hey, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I had almost no interest in this movie until I literally heard the words, Michael Keaton is back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to watch yeah, this. Of course. Same. Of course. Of course. Um, and listen, I, I, I got to say that what should have been a, 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 a slam dunk, a home run, it, it, it has its uh, it has its problems. I'd see. Would you agree? Y- yes, Al, I would agree. Yeah, I very much agree that it has problems. I, um, I, I know I usually yeah. give it to you first, but you I go this ahead. Is, this is just fresh ahead. on my memory. So I'll, I'll just have okay. at it. All right. So quick, quick synopsis. Uh, Barry Allen is the Flash, uh, and th- th- actually, there's something really interesting. In so, as you all know, folks, there are two versions of the Justice League. There, uh, the movies. There's the Joss Whedon version, and there's the Zack Snyder version. Mm-hmm. In the Joss Whedon version, all that all that uh, uh, the Flash does is like fl- help a family get as far away from the from the battle as possible. That's all he does. In the Zack Snyder version, uh, they fail. The the Justice League fails. Uh, Barry Allen freaks out and he runs so fast that he goes a minute into the past and helps them win. In this movie, they reference the events of the Zack Snyder version, not the Joss Whedon version. So, I think this kind of settle this settles that. These movies are working under the assumption that you've seen the Joss Whedon version, or not the Joss Whedon, but the Zack Snyder version. So mm-hmm. there, there's that. All right. So uh, Barry Allen is the Flash, and uh, you know he's remin- he, You know 
his dad's his dad's getting ready to have an appeal. Bruce Wayne is helping him like clean up some security camp footage to prove that his his dad his dad had an alibi when his mom died. Um, you know, he's you know, he's helping out with the Justice League and, and saving the day, you know, et cetera, et cetera. He reminisces, you know, he's talking with his dad, his dad. They find out that even though they cleaned up the footage, his his dad's face is not seen. So more, more than likely, they're going to deny the appeal. He's so like emotional thinking back to the day his mom died that he starts running and he runs so fast that he goes into the past a full day. And then he comes up with this idea like, oh, what if I run to the past and just make it so that my mom never dies? And, you know, Bruce Wayne tells him it's a bad idea. He goes through it anyway. He goes through it. Uh, his mom, he's, he changes one thing so that his mom stays alive. And, uh, like, just as he's about to head back to the present, a mysterious being pushes him out of the speed force. And he ends up still in the, he, he ends up, like, in, in a, a closer past to the present he ends up around the day around somewhere right around when he got his he's 18 when he was 18 years old and was about to get his powers right and you know he's really happy he's like oh my mom's alive my dad's a free man and then he finds out that his past self is still walking around and he realizes oh shit meeting my past self that's not good and what proceeds to happen is just a series of events that just prevents him from going back to his present and kind of cumulates in uh, in him fucking up time royally. Like You royally, might call royally. these a series of unfortunate events. Exactly. <laughs> um, and just to kind of go deeper in it without going into too big spoilers, uh, as he's trying to figure out how the fuck to unfuck what he's done while still having his mom alive, he discovers that so many things have changed. One of them being that the Batman he knew is no longer a 50-something-year-old guy with a chiseled chin jawline and, like, you know, is, is a buff and really, like, hardcore Batman. Is this, like... No, no. Seventy-ish year old guy who's more, who's more like petite, somehow, and, is, and, somehow. And, and and somehow crazier. Yeah. Somehow crazier. Somehow time makes it so this man's older, I guess. Yeah. And and he I has a completely yeah. he has a completely different face, and he's like, oh shit, so many things got fucked up, and that's kind of the the plot of the Flash. Um. Okay. Okay. Here are my thoughts. Here are my thoughts. I think the Flash. I, I think the Flash suffered from having outside forces affect the story. What I mean by that is that this movie stopped being about just telling a good Flash story and became okay, we need a new Batman, we need a new Superman. Find a movie where we can justify changing changing their faces. And it really feels like that's what this movie was. Um, 
I this movie also is a prime example of like don't release a movie when it's not ready because listen if you're making a movie about the fastest man in the universe who can run so fast he can travel through time um that's a lot of visual effects a ton of visual effects and then when you have it that this man has his past self next to him like which involves using the technology that was revolutionized in the social network where you have a where you basically like digitally insert the guy's face on his body double that's even more visual effects and then when you top that off with a large scale meta human battle royale that's even more visual effects what i'm saying is there there's maybe like 50 shots that don't have visual effects in this movie that don't is, yeah yeah and when you don't give visual effects artists enough time to work and render these shots mm -hmm. the the final product can be very and i mean very distracting very distracting and top it all off when you're using very bright cinematography because you this see is, every detail yeah you see every lack of detail really and our friend Jay even said us sent us something about that, which was a a good insight to this. Basically, what I'm saying is that there are so many elements that did not go this movie's way that really, really brings down the experience of watching this. It really does. Um, like the and the worst part is there are elements in here that are brilliant that really, really are brilliant. I think like the 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 arc of Barry missing his mom is very very good in this and and the arc of him not tolerating his younger self because his younger self like it's this really interesting study of like the guy who grew up without his mom and how that changed him and scarred him and made him kind of a cynic versus the guy who grew up with his mom and kind of took her for granted took her love and her presence for granted and kind of became a dipshit um, that com contrasting character studies is really good, really interesting. I really like that. I thought it was really good. It just got weighed down because, like, in fifty percent of their interactions, you're distracted that one of the like one of their faces is just so blatantly digital that you're like, I can't, I can't take this seriously because you look like a, a PS3 cutscene, even though you guys are talking about something that's really like grounded and and serious mm. and that that's a problem that's a big problem um and then listen we just got finished reviewing uh transformers rise of the beast so this film was primarily written by christina hodson who wrote bumblebee and wrote birds of prey and she wrote a draft of this from uh, the original two directors the the game night guys but she was she also got help writing from this from Joby Harold, who also helped write uh, uh, Rise of the Beasts. And like I said, in Rise of the Beasts, I'll say here, this movie suffers from a pace that goes way too fast, does not allow breathing room and then just really becomes. And then this happens and this happens and this happens. And that's so prevalent in the first in the second act or the beginning of the second act of the film where 
Barry Allen ends up in roughly 2013. And instead of getting up and leaving, he stays. And one thing after another keeps happening where, where, where he eventually can't leave. And then he eventually has to keep fucking things up. And it was so artificial, like the reasons why he was forced to stay instead of going back to his own time, that it was very much of like, and then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. It, it was not organic at all. And it was so blatant that I was like, I, I, really? This is why he's stuck here? Oh, go fuck yourself, movie. Um, there are more things, but I've said enough. See, what, what are your thoughts? I will bring up what I believe to be the biggest positive about this movie. And that was Sasha Kale's performance as Supergirl. Holy shit. In my opinion, she's the best thing about this movie. Genuinely, okay. When we saw uh, the second Doctor Strange movie, we talked about how, wow, that was a great Scarlet Witch movie. This movie doesn't go that far. It doesn't like, come. it's still very much a Flash movie. Yeah, but in, in no way is this a Supergirl movie. No, it's not. But I will say, if they keep one thing about what they've done in this movie, because you know how they've said, James Gunn has said, they're going to keep something. Some actors will come, some actors will go. I genuinely want them to keep Sasha Kale as Supergirl because she was, she completely understood what this was and was tr truly the most imposing force in the movie by a lot. She was really... You felt her raw rage and power and anger. And even the way she flies is very, like, very determined. And it's really good. And I want, I want more of her. The rest of this movie, I genuinely found to be frustrating. Um, for all the reasons you basically said. But I actually didn't love the... Ezra Miller talking to himself dialogue as much as you did. I didn't hate it, but my problem is, as you mentioned, there's some unfinished CGI and there's moments when you're looking at Ezra Miller talk to himself and it's like, this isn't quite meshing. It's not awful. Like it definitely, you, you, that's not it, the worst CGI. It's so, it's so weird when a movie that came out 13 years ago in the social network does this better than... Al, Al, the parent trap did it better. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I'm sorry. But, okay, we, everyone at this point has already talked about the truly offensive CGI special effects that have come out. That's fair to say. We all know about it. We all know that there's a there are certain specific moments. Is, isn't it crazy? That like, isn't it crazy that these special effects are so bad that in retrospect, people are saying, well, the visual effects in Ant-Man and in Thor, Love and Thunder weren't that bad. Holy shit, you're right. <laughs> yep. Truly. The, and you know, you know what I realized it was about these effects? <sighs> Al, remember the Polar Express? Oh my God. <laughs> Oh you my know, God. But you know where I'm going. And I realized what it was. Andy Machete, he thought he was still making another horror movie because there was some real Uncanny Valley shit in this. And the really, the creepiest CGI in it 
was the moment he's going through the time stream and you see all the babies and it's bad CGI babies surrounding him. I so, was so creeped oh, out by that. Okay, okay, okay. Are you, are you talking about the first act or like when he time travels? When he So both, okay, you notice it in the first act. And then when he time travels, when you see all the babies looking at him, it's like, this is disturbing. This looks creepy. This okay. isn't right. Okay, I, I, I will say this about the movie. I will say this. So, like, there's a creep. I know I, creative is giving them too much credit, but the, 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 the folks, in if you haven't seen the movie, I know this is really hard to visualize. Basically, uh, the way they present time travel is that uh, the Flash is like in the middle of a, of a circle and around that circle is another circle showing details of, of a certain point in time. And then there's a circle above that that shows details from a, a more further away past point in time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I guess... Andy Machete thought that the best way to visualize that is like with kind of like these CGI statuettes kind of representing the moment. But I also don't entirely believe him about the, Never mind. Okay. Go on. Here's the thing though. Like he, he, they don't look photorealistic at all. Like it literally looks like CGI from 2002. Yeah. It's, it's bad. And, and the worst part is, is that like, like, the last big time travel moment, it's just a bunch of that. And it looks so bad. And it's I rough. He like, see, I, I don't know. Did you, did you read the interview where he said that that was intentional, that it was yes, supposed to look, I, I it wasn't supposed to I look walk, real. And I'm like, I was mad at him when he, when I read that, because I'm like, you lying sack of crap. You, you know, it's not finished. You know, it wasn't finished. There's no way in hell. Like what? What? No. There, there, there must like I don't understand, like why you would choose a visual concept that would be so painstaking to to present with photorealistic CGI. Why don't you just do what everyone else does? Just do a simple time stream. Yeah, a simple don't time stream with whole... collages of of images, like everyone else. Why? Why do you got to be the 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 unique guy? You know, you know what they, uh, never mind. It's, he has to, here's the thing. If you're going to make it unique, fine. But you can't have the figures of the, of the time stream look like creepy dolls. Yeah. They have to, if, if that look, if it looked photorealistic, I'd roll my eyes, but I would accept it. I'd be like, fine. It, it's an interesting visual gag. Okay. But because it doesn't look done, it looks you know what it looks like? It looks like he's walking through a fun house, like at a at a theme park or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it it's not in a good way. It just doesn't Because the problem is if he intentionally displayed like other accentuated features, like truly, like I'm talking like that bit in um the in the Dungeons and Dragons movie where you see uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Chris face get warped. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. We, if we saw that, then we could have still critiqued it, but we, but we would have been, but that was an intentional creative choice. Okay, I guess. But we're not buying that that was intentional when it's like, no, their faces are still their faces, but it just doesn't look, it looks like they look like statues. 
No, they, this isn't... They, no, they don't even look like statues. They look like... They, they look like... They look like CGI mannequins. And, yeah. and it's just... <sighs> It's just so weird to me that that's how you choose to present the 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 timeline thing. Yeah. That's how you choose to pres- as as these weird statue at type deal. I don't know. It, you think it's they're bad. gonna polish up the CGI when they? Oh, obviously, them? obviously, yeah, they're gonna obviously. do that. Like the, the the everyone does. It's not just Warner Brothers. Everyone does this. See, yeah. everyone. No, like, I no know. one. So, so yeah, that there, there. He says there's a creative decision, but I I disagree. You disagree. Fine. No one's buying. But but. The the just bad CGI of of everything of like things that are supposed to be quote unquote real. That's where I'm like, dude, you you delayed you delayed Aquaman for a, almost a whole year because reshoots and visual effects. You delayed this by a year as well, and it looks like shit. What the fuck happened? Yeah. Like okay, it's so fucked that the Kryptonian army looks so much better in Man of Steel than they do here. No, I agree. I did get reminded that the Kryptoni- the design for the Kryptonian army in the DCEU is really cool, but it was just bad. Like that the giant they kept fighting, that that giant that Kryptonian giant they kept fighting. I was looking at it and I was like, this is like a mid-level boss in a video game. Like that's what this looks like. I mean, he's in Man of Steel as well. No, I, I know he is, but he looks worse in this. He looks like a video uh, game it, character. It, it's so god like like, listen, here's the, here's the thing. When people say, like, you shouldn't care about the CGI, care about the story. Like, listen, I care about the story. When when the CGI is distracting me from the story, that's when the CGI is the problem. Yeah. And listen, it distracted you during the emotional moments between the two berries. It didn't distract me as much, but it definitely distracted me. Like, oh, like when he's running, like, Jesus, like, okay, see, can, can I ask you a question? See, can I ask you an honest yeah. question? Ask me an honest question. Why is it that the only time we get good, like, super speed is, like, from a person's point of view, it was Quicksilver in Age of Ultron, and from the speedster's point of view, it, it's Quicksilver in the, in the last three X-Men movies. Why is it that that's the only time we get good running? Why is it that Ezra Miller does not seem to know how to run? He doesn't run. He kind of flails himself. They yeah. they literally have a scene in this movie where Ezra Miller's doing the his flash run, and it looks so stupid. And and the movie's like doing the scene to make it look like this is a little stupid how how he runs when he's the Flash. Look how stupid it is when it's not fast. And I was like, dude, it's stupid when he's fast. Yeah, Who, it's bad either way. Yeah, I just. <laughs> Why do they do this? Why? You know what it reminded me of? You ever seen the uh, that clip? I've never really watched much of this, but you remember the clip from the Million Dollar Man where it's like he's running and you see the background fading behind him. It's this. That's that's an iconic pop culture moment. Yeah. Yeah. So you've seen that. So yeah, I've seen it. People make fun of that now, as a joke. Fine, great. It's a pop culture moment. It's kind of silly now, but at the time it was cool. People liked it. Here's the thing. You don't then replicate that, but in a worse way. That's what they were doing. Because I swear they were referencing Running Man, but not in a good way. But and look it, look how the fuck he flails his arms when he's running. I, I know. Well, it just Ezra Miller doesn't know how to run, I guess. And the, the, you this just was, have to suffer this, through that. This was a problem since, since uh, Justice League. This was a problem since Justice League. And I... Uh, 
The only time Ezra Miller looks cool is literally when he just appears after the lightning comes in. That's Which the only is a time. fine way to present it. Yeah. If he looks like lightning when he's running, that's okay. I accept yeah. that. Yeah. I just, it just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I like, like, I know they're like, haha, isn't it funny how weird he runs? It's like, yeah, why don't you change it? Like, yeah. If you realize, oh, wait, this is funny. Well, let's not keep it this way. Like, okay, let me ask you this, though. Um, Michael Keaton. So I loved Michael Keaton's Batman. I, I really, really yeah. do. Uh, it felt like in this iteration, he really wasn't the Tim Burton Batman. No. He was like, a Batman that just looks like Tim Burton's Batman. Did you get that vibe as well? It didn't even look into... I know it was the same costume. I know that, but it didn't even... Like, the best part about that Batman was I got reminded how cool the Batwing was. Like, the Tim Burton Batwing. Yeah. The Tim Burton Batwing is the coolest Batwing, to be clear. Of course. Of course. It's 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 everything. Um, and for, the Dark for... Knight Batmobile is the coolest Batmobile. Anyways, at least in my opinion. But... The the Batwing was really cool, but Michael Keaton and I, I I know this was a direction given by the director, I have no doubt, but this Michael Keaton felt tired. And I get it, that's the vibe they were giving. But like once he's in it or supposed to be in it, like let him be in it. Like just like bring back what we want. But there were there were there were there were moments and I, I, I noticed there were moments where Michael Keaton is finally the Tim Burton Batman. Uh, yeah. it, it's it's when he just kind of does the so so folks I know this is really weird but rewatch the Batman scenes in all in bat in Batman and Batman Returns, Michael Keaton plays Batman in a really interesting way where he really only reacts with his eyes, mm -hmm. he really only reacts with his eyes and he stays still as much as possible, like like you know he what does approach he takes. Sorry, go on. Sorry, I'll tell you in a minute. No, no, tell me, tell me, tell me. So. Did you ever see, so prior to Baz Luhrmann making The Great Gatsby, there's an older movie that came out, I think, in the 60s, I think. And Gatsby in there is portrayed as this very shy, reserved person who just stays away from the limelight, as is in the books, as we know. The one, the one by, with Robert Redford? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know. What I'm, do you oh, remember that? Where yeah, he's kind yeah, of preserved. Yeah, yeah. He's quiet. It's. Yeah. I'm not giving it like. I'm not saying that's like the greatest unknown performance, but it's. It's a very intentional. He's very introverted. He's very introverted, and he does it well. So. In the original, originally, the way Michael Keaton does it, is he's pl Batman. At the end of the day, is an introvert. Okay, and he can only be himself when he puts on the mask. So even with. But introverts still want to say, well, as an introvert myself, as, as so many introverts we are, um, we still communicate in our own way. And as you said with the eyes, but I realize, Mike, I don't know if Michael Keaton was directly like taking from that performance from the great, the original Great Gatsby, but it's very similar where in both performances, they actually, they say one thing, but look at another. So a good example of this is when um, the love interest in the first Batman movie. Vicki Vale. Yes, Vicki Vale is there. There's a scene where, and this is when he's Bruce Wayne, to be fair, not Batman. This is when he's in, look, he's Bruce Wayne, not Batman. He's looking at, he's talking to Vicki Vale, and he's talking to Vicki's friend, that other guy. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That other dude. He's talking to both people, but he's only looking at Vicky Vale the whole time. And that little moment there is such a subtle way of capturing the performance. Because what it tells us is that's all he really cares about. That's all who he cares about. He can give a fuck about the other guy. And that's the subtlety that you need. Because he could, any other actor would like show the disinterest in the other guy in another way. But what he does, as you said, is he plays it cool, he plays it straight, but only looks at Vicky Vale. Yeah, he and also. In this, you kind of lose that a bit. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the thing about Tim Burton's version of Bruce, Tim Burton and Michael Keane's version of Bruce Wayne is that he, he's not, he's not the arrogant playboy. He's, he's the weird playboy. Yeah. You know, he, he was the weird one. He's the one that people would be like, like, not that, oh, this guy's definitely, you, you know, my, you know how I told you my problem with in the Batman was that everybody would look at Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne and be like, yeah, that fucker's Batman. He's just, <laughs> yeah, that, that I understood, I, I understood that critique of it. Yeah. Um, in, in, in the Tim Burton movies, uh, people would look at Bruce Wayne and say, nah, he's, he's a bit too weird to be Batman. Batman's tough and like kicks ass. This guy's like. An introverted weirdo. It's not. You know him. what it is. He he kind of is, and I I don't know anybody like this to be clear, but he's that old Long Island money that like owns a giant fucking house for reasons you don't understand, and just loves collecting train like model trains or some shit. Like he's you know what I mean? he's the heroic version of the Dupont guy in Foxcatcher. Okay, I was not gonna make that comparison because <laughs> that man was crazy. Like man, <laughs> well, but that, Bruce Wayne's crazy. Like, like Michael Keaton okay. would tell you that his Bruce Wayne yeah. was crazy, and and that the crazy manifested himself when he was Batman because he would violently kick ass. But the thing about his Batman, oh was my that, god, Dupont thought he was Batman. <laughs> but, when he but, shot the but, guy. But, but what I'm saying is, is that like his Batman in the Tim Burton movies was quiet, violent. And just kind of spoke to you with his eyes, and he he never really made eye contact with the villains unless he was really pissed. And in this one, he's he doesn't really do that. Those flourishes aren't there. Like like he plays Bruce Wayne like like this weathered, grizzled guy. Like he plays Bruce Wayne closer to how Ben Affleck plays Bruce Wayne. And I was like, why? We you, they 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 cast you because they want a reminiscence of Tim Burton's Batman. They should just let you be the Batman you were in 89 and 92. Um, now, his th there are moments where he's in the suit, he just kicked ass, and he kind of looks at the two flashes, the two berries, and he does the Batman thing. And I could count them. It's like, that's the Tim Burton Batman, when, where he's kind of looking at them, and he doesn't say a word. His eyes just kind of open or just kind of squint. Um, and the other thing that – I know this is a silly, silly critique, but I think it is still a little valid – like Michael Keane's Batman barely spoke like, and when he did, it was with a, with a very low cadence. In fact, Michael Keaton invented, he came up with the idea that the Batman voice is a deep voice. Like I know a lot of people want to say that Batman, the animated series did that. No, no, no. Michael Keaton did that. He came up with that idea. Mm -hmm. that's, that, that's fully. And in this movie, he doesn't do that. He just kind of talks like Michael Keaton. And I guess, you know, it's like, well, I'm older. My voice sounds really rugged now. But it's like, no, nah, nah, dude, do no, do the voice, do, dude. Do the voice. But, Unless he straight up decided to phone it in and just didn't want to. That would be something. Um, But so, so yeah, I feel like I, I don't I don't blame Andy Machete for this. I, I really just think that the script 
didn't really write the Tim Burton Batman. They were like, it's Batman, except it's going to be Michael Keaton. And some people may be fine with that. But like for those of us who really studied, I studied for those no, of us. We've, we've studied. We studied Let's... for those of us who really are, were into Michael Keaton's version of Bruce Wayne and Batman. Those little flourishes would have made this movie would have elevated this movie where people would be saying like, yeah, dude, Michael Keaton, like that was Batman. Instead, People are saying like, yeah, Michael Keaton's Batman, but it, it doesn't feel like the same. Let's not um, forget, you had me watch the second uh, Michael Keaton Batman movie over Chris during the near Christmas. That's a uh, great Christmas movie, dude. It's a good movie, and you know what? Another time. <laughs> another time. Another time. Um. Uh, let me let me ask you this. So we've talked about you, like I. I kind of agree with you. I liked Sasha Cali as Supergirl. I would say, um, keep her, huh? I'm saying to uh, keep to, her, ke- keep to her. The, yeah, keep her in the new franchise. Is what I'm um, saying. I, I, the only thing I would say is that it's shocking how relatively little she's in it. Like, I was surprised. I was yeah. like, oh, oh, okay. But it, that's also why it's so shocking that for me, she made such an impact. Yeah. She's not in much, but she really. Oh, what, I, one, one, one thing I will say, one thing I will say that I think was baller of the Michael Keaton Batman was that the Ben Affleck Batman could not kill a Kryptonian. The, the Michael Keaton Batman was able to almost kill a Kryptonian. Yes, that's that's baller. That's fucking baller. I'll, I'll give the movie that. Um, I, but I liked how even the Kryptonian was surprised. He was like, like what, what the you fuck? Almost, you almost killed me. And, and then you're like, oh, yeah, this is this man is literally insane in some ways. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, something I wanted to ask you, uh, <laughs> even though the CGI did bother you. What did you think of how they portrayed the relationship between the two Barrys? Because that's that's kind of the emotional crux of this movie, along with Barry's feelings towards his mom. What, what were your what were your thoughts beyond that? The CGI was really sure. distracting. Sure. Beyond that, here's my issue. I've just never quite synced up with Ezra Miller as Flash, which I'm not saying you've loved that either. I'm not saying that. No, no, no. I, I still to this day think, think it was the biggest miscast Zack Snyder ever made. Yes. But because of that, like watching that times two just wasn't pleasant for me. So, but looking past that, I still, it's like, so here's my problem. I had the rough CGI. I had twice the performance that I wasn't super into happening at once. I had those two things going against it. After a while, that gets hard to push past. But I, I tried, but eventually it's, it kind of becomes a little exhausting. And I think my other issue with this was that I understand what you're saying about the dynamic where it's like, oh, Barry becomes an ass, you know, because his mom survived, because he takes her for granted. I understand that. And in fact, the best moment of that was when older Barry was mad at younger Barry for taking a childhood toy and playing darts with it. That, darts th- at it. that was a great moment for me that, yeah. that like, especially cause it's such a great payoff because it's never, it's never like overt. You know how a lot of movies will be like, and the first act is like, Oh, this was the Teddy. This was the monkey. My mom got me. Oh, it means so much to me. And then in the second act, it would come back in a way that would piss off the main character. And then in the third act, he would just blow up about it and make a full exposition monologue about it. 
this movie didn't do that. And it was so organic and the payoff for it was so good that I was like, okay, this, this, this is pretty good. That was good. But my thing is what the movie mostly did was use two berries to have twice the amount of quirky quips and side jokes. And that really got annoying after act two or in the middle of act two. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a scene in act two where I was like, I was like, okay, are they, are they trying to kind of exacerbate all the things we didn't like about Barry and justice league? Like for example, the scene where the two berries in the apartment with his roommates, I wanted to bash my head over with a frying pan. I found that entire fucking scene truly infuriating. That was yeah. really, that got under, that is the scene where you look at it and you're like, you know what? I see why I wrote this at the time in the script, but this is fucking pointless. E- Ezra is pushing it too far and it's, it's going to, it's going to annoy people. And the tiny bit of exposition that you were giving us is 100% unnecessary. There's also 100% unnecessary. There's also uh, an Aquaman joke in there that, uh, again, you don't need it. We understand shit is bad when, spoiler alert, when Zod invades and Superman's not showing up. We get it. We know something's not right. Like, he can he can figure when no superheroes are showing up to stop Zod. We understand there's a problem, and that's no, fine. So that's so it. so the the little Aquaman callback. I was like. This is a really terrible joke. There's, there's, there is a version of this that's both funny and quick and to the point, mm-hmm. you know. And it isn't, and that that did bother me. I was like, uh, yeah, it was funny, but I'm like, yeah, it, it was, was kind of mean. No, well, okay, so so the first the first thing was funny. The second thing was was kind of yeah, it was kind of mean, like kind of mean spirited. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing, it was like I was like, yeah, I I'm, I agree with Thomas. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and even then, it, like, there's a version of that scene where you're like, it, it's the point, it's funny, and it works. And it is just was not it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So with that said, um, okay, we've talked about Supergirl. We've talked about the two Barrys. What did you think about the relationship with Barry and his mom? It uh, was... <laughs> I think that was Ezra Miller's best performance, like dealing it with w- that shit. It was, yes, it was, yes, sorry, yes. The scene, the scene where he's dealing with that, in the climax of it, was very good. Yes, I agree with that. And him dealing with that was also good, but it almost dem- and I, I don't mean to take a positive and turn it into a negative, but you see where Ezra, I'm talking just as an actor. Ezra Miller has different strengths than what you need for the Flash. And interestingly, the dramatic moments, he was able to deliver pretty well on that because he is a good dramatic actor when he wants to be. But because of that, I'm just thinking about, oh, but you're not really working in your other moments as the Flash. So I hate to take a positive and just use it to shit on that more, but I'm being honest, it's just... I genuinely just find a lot of his performances grading for the, for the flash. Um, so I guess, yeah, that's just me on that. Uh, but okay. Yes. The relationship with the mother was good. Actually. I really liked the relationship with the dad, like the phone call he has with his dad. That was really good. 
No, it was that, subtle that, but good. That is really good. And I listen. I have, am the opinion that Billy Crudup is a superior actor than Ron Livingston. That's just, I, I think I think their careers really plays that out in my favor. But Ron Livingston did a really really good job. Like like he knows how to play that every man who's out of his depth, and and I think he did a he good does. job. Yes, he does. Uh, also. It's crazy how DC is always able to find these kid actors who look just like the adult actors. No, I know. That is getting... It's so creepy. That that is really weird, and I have questions about their casting director. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, like, okay, um, can you... I would be like, okay, um, regarding the casting director, listen, he's like, oh, he does a great job, right? He's like, yes, he's doing too good of a job. Please do a background check. All right, so... Let's give our ratings, and then I want to talk about kind of the, the, the whole purpose of The Flash, kind of the whole idea that it was going to reboot the universe. Can I actually so, bring up the, the ending a bit? Yeah, we'll bring that up after okay, we give we'll our get ratings. It, okay. Okay. All right. So What's um, yours? Mine? Okay, yeah, I did go first, so I should probably. Yeah. This to me is a – this to me is oh, – God, let me think of a good right way to put this. Mm-hmm. This is a It's hard, isn't it? Give me a second. This is a lightning meh. I guess that's the best way to put it. It's it's way too fast-paced for its own good. Um there's fun set pieces here and there. The story this the the, the my my problem with the story is that there there's a good heart in there. There, there really is. I, I genuinely think there's a good heart in this story. It's just that it got so lost. Because you know the worst type of rewrite? The rewrite that's meant to to kind of... A, a rewrite that's meant to, to, to fix a casting issue. And that's what it felt like all these rewrites were. Uh, to fix a casting issue. And then when you're expecting like a, a rewrite to fix... The universe. There, that's I'll really talk funny. About, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about. I'll talk about. I'll talk about that after we give. After we give our ratings. But listen, I, I actually really did like Ezra as Barry. I found the younger Barry to be obnoxious, but I, I then I saw the point of it and I was like, okay, I agree with it. It's just like, you know, the set pieces never really blew my mind. Like I was watching this and I'm like, you know, I, I could have watched this in my house and it'd be okay. Um, I don't think it's a terrible movie, but I don't think it's a movie you need to run out to theaters to see. Um, yeah, it's just a lightning meh. I, I think the biggest problem is that the pace is too fast, and the plot is literally just a bunch of, like like I like I said in our previous review. It's just a bunch of scenarios that come one after another and that are not really organically connected with each other, which is a problem. And oh, one other thing. Contrary to popular belief, folks, there is a villain, and it's probably the worst villain in the entire DCEU, quite frankly. Um, it's literally a villain that pops up in three scenes, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a problem, because if you're going to have a villain, the villain better be narratively compelling, and it's just not. So, yeah, this is a lightning myth for me. Um. Yeah, I got a. I, I you pretty much hit the nail on the on the head there. This is a. This is an overhyped meh. 
Um, Ooh, that's that's much better. That's so much better. But no, what you said is exactly the is 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 on the noggin too, because it's like my thing with it was I I can't give this a sucks because there are honestly it's Supergirl that's making this not that. But all okay, and Michael Keaton. I enjoyed the moments of Michael Keaton um, when he was actually being Michael Keaton's Batman. Um, but. My problem is, it's like, this This was overhyped by every possible force of nature imaginable in Hollywood. So then to, to then basically, and, and understand this, you know what I had just seen before this? What? Sp- Spider-Man. Across the Spider-Verse. Wow. Think about, but really, it's like that's the movie I saw right before then. So my expectations, when you've got the, okay, I understand the expectations of one movie should not affect another. Fine, of course. But you have a movie that has, that people are literally saying has revolutionized the animation industry. That is what they're saying. And handles not time travel, but multiverse stuff uh, in such a in incredible way just a truly remarkable way and has incredibly grounded and emotional performances that are worthy of some accolades in some way in certain ways yeah you see that and then you are told by people who were paid but you are still told that this upcoming film about the flash is the greatest superhero movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So then I go in there, and we've seen what we've discussed in this episode, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. And I, I, I actually want to give this a sucks, but I can't. I can't because Michael Keaton and uh, Supergirl and the, the, girl, the actress who plays Supergirl do a good job, particularly the actress who plays Supergirl. So to give this a sucks would be shitting on them. And again, I agree with what your sentiment is, that Ezra Miller does bring it at times with the dynamic of the emotional moments. I agree. But you do not get to tell us this is the greatest thing ever and then bring this after, as you've said, delay it multiple times. So this is an overhyped meh. And you, I would actually say, you do not need to see this in theaters. You don't. Yeah. All right, folks. <clears throat> so now we're going to kind of get into kind of this, the kind of more meta in the sense of like how The Flash was supposed to kind of reboot and start the DCU. I'm going to start by saying it kind of really doesn't. Um, I was really expecting the, the, the climax to kind of do what Flashpoint did the the big changes and that when the changes are are over like or when the changes happens you're like okay this is it this is the new universe nothing of that happens so so remember like i said earlier in this podcast the the final set of rewrites for this movie happened when or or the or the final big the the production screenplay for this movie came out uh, when Walter Hamada was still the boss of of the DC universe, and the idea was was that okay, Michael Keaton is going to be the DCU Batman, 
uh, we're going to kind of erase the, the Superman and just have Supergirl and, you know, kind of keep going with this universe just with our, our two big marquee players. That was literally his crazy idea. And that, you know, Michael Keaton would retire and let Batgirl be the bat person in the Justice League. That was literally Walter Hamada's idea. That that literally what he was trying to do. Um, and yeah, uh, this. So originally this movie was supposed to end with Barry thinking he's about to run into Ben Affleck and he runs into Michael Keaton. Um, <laughs> instead, what happens. And again, I, I took your bullshit thing. And I'm going to say it now. Instead, what happens is pure unadulterated bullshit. The worst type of bullshit. The type of bullshit that I literally said bullshit when I saw the movie. And I still thinking bullshit when I watched it now. So, you would think when James Gunn said, yeah, we're going to kind of retinker with The Flash so that it kind of ends the DCEU and we, we open up in a new universe. No. Literally, all that happens is, as far as we know... Barry comes back. So so basically in the climax, Barry again changes something in the past, except this time he just moves some cans so that his dad looks into the camera, the security camera, right? He thinks to himself, okay, keeping my mom alive was too big a change, but having my dad look in the camera cannot be that big of a change. And he's somewhat right, except that when he goes and he looks at Bruce, it's not Ben Affleck. It's not Michael Keaton. No, no. And if you're thinking, oh my God, he's a Christian Bale. Huh? I wish, I wish. Are you like, oh, what, was it Robert Pattinson? And I'd be like, oh, if it was Robert Pattinson, I, I'd be in church right now. No, no. Who do you think it is? Who do you think? What fucking psycho, what fucking joker thought, you know, what would be a great Bruce Wayne to meet Ezra Miller would probably be the Bruce Wayne from what is considered the worst Batman movie of all time. Nespresso. Yes, folks. Sorry. I'm talking about George fucking Clooney. Mm -hmm. George fucking Clooney walks he's out Batman of that Mercedes again. and he's, he literally looks at Ezra Miller and goes like, Barry, what's wrong? You know who I am. And I was just like, what? Excuse me? No. Excuse me? No. Fuck you, movie. No. And, you know, but, okay, so you realize, pretty soon you realize, oh, this isn't changing a universe. This is literally, like, just, they, Tweaking they, it. no, it, it's it's a gag. It's, it's just a little gag. Like, oh, yeah, it's uh, George Clooney is Batman. But here's the problem. And see, you can in interject if you wish. James Gunn said, yeah, the ending of The Flash is going to is going to start the new DCU, the DCU. In what yeah, way James does it do that? All, lying a lot lately. In what way does it do that? All, all we know is that. OK, and then there's a post credit scene in the post credit scene. Uh, Barry is talking with Aquaman, Arthur Curry. And guess who's Aquaman? Jason Momoa. So as far as we know. Uh, the only significant change is that George Clooney's Bruce Wayne now instead of Ben Affleck. Um, it's true. We don't get confirmation that that Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. We don't get confirmation that Henry Cavill Superman. But the thing is, is that there, there is no mention of like, 
Oh, there's never because because James Gunn said that his Superman is basically another origin story, um, or you know, it's basically a young Clark Kent trying to be Superman. That's why it's called Superman Legacy. And I, I'm I'm sorry there there's nothing that seems to hint that that Clark Kent has been erased from people's memories and that a younger guy is going to take over. There is nothing in this ending that would imply that, that we're in the DCU now. Instead, it just kind of looks like, yeah, no, it's still the DCU, except this time it's George Clooney as Batman. And if that's the case, then like, why were you telling us guys watch this movie? Cause it's going to, it's going to jumpstart the DCU. It, it doesn't. It is really it? doesn't. <laughs> like, is it? It really doesn't like, and and that that brings to point this question, like, if you were going to basically be like, it's kind of a reboot, but we're keeping a lot of the same cast, then why didn't you take advantage of having the Flash just change a change half of the things, right? Or are you just gonna do a full on reboot, which it doesn't seem James Gunn wants to do because, as he stated, he wants to still make Peacemaker season two, and that's in the DCEU as far as we know like or has he changed his mind and is Aquaman now going to be the final final chapter in that case how is that going to fucking work I don't know see do you have any thoughts at least or do you have any thoughts on the fact that it was George fucking Clooney I truly perceived that as a gag and I don't think that will carry forward no I I, I agree with you I, I don't think it will carry forward either I've just it's just annoying because it's it's so presented as a gag because George Clooney is not the type of guy who'd be like, yeah, I'll wear a bat suit. No, he's, no, he's not going to do that. He's not going to do it. He, he'd be a he's great older. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But, he but would. isn't he like older than Michael Keaton? He, he, I don't think he's older than Michael Keaton. He's older than, um, he's older than Ben Affleck though. Obviously. Yeah. So that's like, so like, why would they cast him? That doesn't make sense. So, yeah. I, I mean, James Gunn has admitted that there's going to be, it's going to be a totally different guy playing Batman in the brave and the bold. Yeah. It, 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 here's what I, I think. Know. Here's what I yeah. think. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think they spent a lot of money on these movies that are, are, are already, and they did a lot of reshooting. So they've committed to what they've done. And I think James Gunn, and I, I hate to say this, I think he just decided, oh, yeah, it's a movie about time travel. I don't need to, ch I don't have to like set anything up. It just can be as is. And I'm like, Ugh. and I also think. He decided not to mess with anything because he was waiting to see how well this would do. And now that it's bombed, uh, he can just recast uh, Barry Allen, which I know he's now going to do. Because okay. it's bombed, Barry Allen, Ezra Miller will not stay. Oh, okay, okay, fine. Then here's my, my thoughts. <sighs> Listen, dude, you didn't need... <sighs> you didn't need to... Pay George Clooney whatever you pay them to do this little gag. Like, like okay, if if like if there was any universe, like first of all, considering all his personal picadillos that Ezra Miller's going through, mm -hmm. like w why not just be like, okay, guys, you know what? We're doing a full on reboot. Let's finish the Flash. Let's not spend money to try to make the Flash into into the rebooting the universe. We're just gonna. After the Flash, after Aquaman, we're just gonna stop, and we're gonna start fresh. We 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 don't need to do a reboot movie, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just stop. Let's have Ben Affleck because we already shot scenes with Ben Affleck. And at, at that the end. point, release Aquaman two first. For fuck's sake! No, no, like no. It, you can Aquaman two can still be the last one. 
you know? It's just that once the Aquaman 2 story ends, you're like, okay, there's no... The only thing you would need to do is is just get rid of the Black Adam post credit scene, get rid of the Shazam post credit scenes to not imply that there's anything further going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Uh, th- that's it. It's, you just take away instead of adding. And then, you know, you just have Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot and Henry Cavill at the end of The Flash like they shot... And then you just have Ben Affleck and Aquaman like they shot. And when Aquaman ends, you make an announcement. They're like, okay, DCEU is done. Everything from here on out is going to be DCU. That's it. Um, yeah. Peacemaker Peacemaker had one season. We're not going to continue with Peacemaker. That's it. We're done. Everything's done. That's all you need to do. Instead, they do this shit where they're like, yeah, the Flash is going to kind of create the DCU. And then at the end, you're like, well, no, it didn't because obviously – uh, George Clooney's not going to be Batman in the Brave and the Bold. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just all so stupid. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, unless they try to pull a Batman Beyond situation, which I, as much as I want a live action Batman Beyond, this is not the time to do that, to be clear. Um, <sighs> listen, if they wanna I don't do, want to yeah. Listen, if they want to do Batman Beyond, it's very simple. Do an Elseworlds. No, yeah. Like, I, and, I, I and, and on, honestly, Listen, listen, George Clooney right now could be an old grizzled Bruce Wayne. He'd be great at that. Like mm-hmm. he would, he really would. Yeah. Um, you could be like, George, Michael, which one of you wants it more? Fight it out. Duke it yeah. out. And Duke then, it and then cast, I don't know, Timothy Chalamet as Terry McGinnis. Who oh, gives that a fuck? would actually be really funny. <laughs> you know? Funny. Yeah. <laughs> Cast Timothy Chalamet as Terry McGinnis and boom. He'd do it too. You know? He would. He would. He'd be um, like, because, because it'd be like, be like, so it'd just be one movie, like maybe, maybe a trilogy, who knows? But but you wouldn't be con- you wouldn't be con- you wouldn't be showing up in like Justice League movies or anything like that. You'd just be mm-hmm. in your own thing. Oh, one other thing before we end. Yes. The Flash is a case study in how not to do cameos. <laughs> All the cameos in oh this movie that, okay, are CGI abominations. See, so, you talk about it. You talk about it. You, you these, about it. listen, let me be clear. I'm, I, I, I am all about expressing yourself how you want to. You know, do your thing as long as it's not hurting other people. These CGI cameos, and Al, I think you'd agree with me, these are offensive. Like, some of these are really offensive because... They met, okay, when you're going to cameo um, in CGI form Superman, you need to take a moment and think about the history of what's happened to the people. No, that which you are... Superman? Tell them which Superman. Oh, God. Okay. Which one? The one that died or, or got, sorry, the one that killed himself or the one that got disabled from the neck down? Like, which one do you want to yeah. pick? Yeah, yeah like, folks. They literally have a CGI Christopher Reeves in this. That That is so, like, okay. If I am suddenly brought in and I see that shit, I'm like, hold the fucking phone. Hold on. Delay this movie for however long it takes to get his face out of, both of their faces, out of there. Okay? You are begging, you are fucking begging for people to be pissed off. Okay? At the very least, you're gonna get. You know that man created a foundation around what happened to him. Yeah. You know. Do you really want that foundation say commenting on that? 
You really, you really want that. You really want them to say some shit about what you just did, okay? Because I don't know if they thought it was going to be seen as a loving tribute. Guess what? It's, it, it's just not going to. Don't go there with that. Okay. And then the first Superman is like, yeah, that man was either murdered or killed himself. We actually don't entirely know, but there was a bad movie made about it. Ironically, played by Ben Affleck as well. So that's a whole other can of worms. It, it, it gets better. Oh, it there's does. A, there, there's a CGI version of, of, of Adam West's Batman. Yep. There's a CGI. Uh, there, there's a CGI version. Okay, th- this one's actually kind of fucked up, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. So there's, we see a CGI version of Jay Garrett. For those that don't know, Jay Garrick was the original Flash, the one who the wore first. like the, the first one, the one who wore like the silver like hat with the lightning and bolts on it. He is why the Flash became because the Flash people forget was huge on TV for many iterations for a very long time. He's that reason for that. So here's the thing. The, there's never been a live action Jay Garrick cinematically. What they did, or what, what it's been alleged that they did, was that they took the likeness of an actor who played Jay Garrick on the Flash CW show mm. at, and kind of made the, the, digital, the digital character that way. If they did that, that's super unethical. Because they, first of all, he, he goes like, I never gave permission to use my likeness for anything. Yeah. To do That's, that is super could, unethical and he, super icky. He could sue legitimately. Yeah. I'm not even like yeah. saying that ironically. He could legitimately sue them. And now, it would probably be a very famous case. Now there's 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 a quote unquote funny uh version of this is that uh we get a glimpse of a universe where we see the Superman lives iteration of Superman. Mm-hmm. What what do I what do I mean by that? Is that we see the long-haired Nick Cage Superman that Tim Burton was going to direct. Fighting a giant spider. No, no, no. A Thadigarian Fight, snare beast. A Thadigarian snare beast. There you go. There Th- you go. That, that got laughs in my theater. Oh, same. Same. That, that literally a, a, a boomer and his girlfriend were leaving, the, or his wife, or no, I think it was his girlfriend, uh, were leaving the theater, and she just goes like, why was everyone laughing at the... At the why was everyone laughing? Because that Superman kind of looked like Nick Cage. He goes like, "Honey, that was Nick Cage." He's like, "Really?" He's like, "He's like, honey, there's a whole movie I need to show you." <laughs> so he's gonna he's gonna show her that documentary. But um, it's a good documentary, by the way. It's a great documentary. Great, great. It was the it was the last thing that the documentary director did before he sadly passed away, like yes. five years ago. Um, but point being is that these are the worst ways to do cameos. Like, yeah. like, listen, if you're gonna do these types of cameos. Um, I don't know. Don't just don't. First of all, don't use don't use actors who are dead, like yeah. and who like, like died under and who either died under very creepy circumstances or very or, tragic circumstances or like, like lost use of their body. Like it's, for God stop, for God's God. sakes, for God's sakes, like like listen, I'm I'm sure Val Kilmer would have been like, yeah, I could put on like the bat suit up till my neck. And then just kind of look at a green screen for a while. I can do that. Or you can be like, uh, fucking, uh, who's the guy who did Superman Returns? That's the oh, guy yeah. you fucking get. That's who you use. Or hell, no. Uh, what's get his the, name? Get what's the guy name? from Smallville. Yeah, Tom Welling. Get the guy get, from Smallville. Yeah. Get the, get the fucking. Um, First off, get the guy from the Flash CW show. 
Yeah, because fucking Ezra Miller cameoed on the show. I you know. think he'd return the favor? <laughs> nope. God. I, Use people not... like get, get yeah. um. I, I don't fucking know. Get a. Uh, uh, that actor watching the Flash movie. I'm like the fuck. What? What? Why am I not in there? Yeah. Um. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think. Get, get Linda Carter. Get Linda Carter is like queen of the Amazons. Get her to be there and be like, what the fuck's going on? Um, I'm trying to get anyone else, but what they did, what they anyone, did is yeah. so fucked up. What they did is so fucked up because Adam West is dead. Uh, uh, Christopher Reeves is dead. The, the Hollywood land, uh, Superman's dead and don't fucking get an actor's likeness for a character without his permission. Oh my God. Like, listen, Nick Cage is fine. I'm sure he was like, yeah, that'd be funny. Go yeah, ahead. But he's the only one they probably asked. Yeah. That's like, really like, disturbing. Um, what, what's, what, Brandon Routh is the Superman Returns. He would have loved it. In yeah. fact, Brandon Routh would have been like, listen, guys, I'll do the movie. I'll, I'll Give me like a sizable role. I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, why it's not? just. Uh, that'd be fun. But that, instead, you decide, no, let's use. Let's use. the. And you know what? I'm sure at the in the moment they thought. You know what? This will be a nice tribute you, to which I would have been like, see, no, it's you know not. who else they could have used? They could have gotten the, the Superman flyby guy they cast. Oh, wait, that was Henry Cavill. Shit. Yeah, J.J. <laughs> yeah, like, Abrams cast Henry Cavill as Superman when they were trying to make Superman flyby in 2006. But my point, our point is, folks, like they literally like the 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 one decision in each situation that they shouldn't have done. For obvious reasons, for so many fucking reasons, they then just did. They're like, let's just let's cast all the dead people and use their likeness as CGI because that's gonna age beautifully. That's not gonna creep people out. Um, let's use them all. Man, um, I I re I really hope Warner Brothers doesn't get a call from the Christopher Reeve estate. They're only I I guarantee you they're gonna give them a call and. Either be like, A, um, we didn't approve of this. Because that was the thing. I know um, relatives, didn't relatives of the black and white Superman, I don't remember the guy's name, the actor. George, I, jo was it George, was it George Reeves? No, it was. No. Um, it was, I'll, was I'll, I'll look him up, don't worry. But the, Go ahead. Um, I know some distant relatives who like still, they were not, fucking happy no about george it. reeves yeah, yeah george, george reeves he had there's some family you know he has some family out there who are related to him and they were not fucking happy i know that for I've, I've heard that like they've spoken out against it they were very upset by it because again the circumstances around his death are not good either way because it's a shame the movie wasn't good but that the hollywood man the hollywood land movie talks about how he either committed suicide or he was dating this girl who was like she was a daughter of a mob boss. And some people think there was some possible situation there. Either way, it's such a horrible and really like dicey situation. Why touch it? And you're gonna And yeah, they spoke out against it. And yeah, if the Christopher Reeves Foundation reaches out. You know it's not going to be good. Like, you know it's bad when South Park actually asked permission to feature that, to do what they did there. It's just it's just one of those and, things. And this movie didn't. It's just it's just one of those things where it's like, like, fuck, get the guy who did Lois and Clark. Like, actually, I just, yeah, I, that'd be better. I mean, I know he's a little controversial, but he's there. 
I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just really and truly the way to go about it would have been get Brandon Routh, get, get uh, Val Kilmer. Yeah. Get Nick Cage. If you want to make a little sure. inside joke. Sure, um, fun with that. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. don't know. You, there's plenty to pick from. Exactly. There's plenty. And we would, if they put Val Kilmer as Batman, everyone would have loved that. Especially because, you know, it's a type of cameo where he doesn't even need to talk. He'd just no. be there looking, looking like, looking, what the fuck? looking very intense and yeah. Val Kilmer and it would have been great. Yeah. And on it. Yeah. So ah, I don't I don't have any more to say. Do you see? I really don't. Oh. <laughs> I don't. All right. All right. Uh, so uh, this has been What Do You Think? I'm Al. And I'm C. Uh be back in a flash? I don't know. Oh, God, I hope not. No, just in relation to this. I love doing the podcast, of course. Good night, everybody. Bye.